Amongst the many people who called the Baal Shem Tov their Rebbe, there was a childless couple, not so young anymore, who begged the Baal Shem Tov to give them a bracha to have a child. Finally, the Baal Shem Tov gave his bracha that the Almighty should give them a son. At the same time, the Baal Shem Tov told them that when the baby will be born, the baby should be guarded and cherished and kept safe at all times. With great joy and gratitude, the husband and wife celebrated the birth of their dearly cherished baby boy. And as the Baal Shem Tov had urged, they watched over the baby day and night. When the baby boy was two years old, the holy Baal Shem Tov's neshama went away from his goof. Three more years went by. The boy was five years old, and the husband and wife had hired a nanny to watch over the boy during the day. One day, a man appeared in the town with a trained bear who could dance. People gathered around to watch the bear and toss coins to the owner in appreciation. The nanny who was in charge of the five-year-old boy heard that a man with a dancing bear was outside, so she ran out to see the performance. After only a few moments, she remembered that she had left the boy alone. She ran back in the house to make sure he was okay. But to her horror, she found that the boy was missing, nowhere to be seen. She immediately raised the alarm, and a search began with no success. The boy had vanished completely. The desperate father set off to the home of the Balshemtov's family and related to the Balshemtov's daughter, Hudl, the terrible tragedy of the mysterious disappearance of his dearly beloved only son. Hudl listened to the man and then said, I see no way that I can help you, but I will go to my father and ask him. I will communicate with you afterwards, she said. The father remained, davening, saying to Hillim, and crying for a miracle, praying that his precious child would be restored to him. After some time, Hudl, the Balshemtov's daughter, returned and said, My father advises that you should set forth and visit every inn you can. Tell the innkeeper your story and that you are looking for your son. The father lost no time. He left immediately and went to every single inn he could. He would go in, greet the innkeeper, tell his story. They all expressed their sympathy and hoped that he would soon find his dear son safe and sound. The days turned into weeks, and the weeks turned into months, and still the father traveled. One night, the father traveled until dawn. He realized he had fallen asleep in the carriage as his horse was jogging along and that they had just passed an inn. He quickly stopped the horse, turned around, and went back to the inn. He took the horse into the barn, covered him with a blanket, gave him some food and water, and went into the inn to wash his hands and daven. When he finished, he was about to order some food when he reminded himself that he had not yet told the innkeeper 
of his misfortune. Without wasting any more time, he poured out his sad tale to the innkeeper. You know, said the innkeeper, I think your child might be in the village. There's an old Poritz here who is childless. The Galach told him to steal a Jewish child and keep him and eventually convert him to their faith. That way, when the Poritz would die, he would leave behind a Christian child. It's already some months since a strange child was brought to the Poritz. And by coincidence, today is the day set for the important ceremony in which that child will be converted into their faith. Many Galachim and other Poritzim are invited. In fact, the bishop will be the main participant at the ceremony today. Hearing these words, the poor father's hopes were dashed. But then he remembered that he was here on the advice of the holy Balshemtov. So surely in this case, the Abishta would have Rahmanis on him and help him. He asked the innkeeper for advice. Tell me, my friend, what do you think I should do? Well, we are in the hands of these landowners, and this particular Paritz is a real anti-Semite. He would not part with that child for love or money. However, the bishop is known to be kind. My advice to you is to meet the bishop before he gets to the Paritz. Tell him your story. If his heart is as good as his reputation says, then with help from Hashem, he may do something to help you. The desperate father hurried out of the inn, got his horse and carriage ready, and drove along. After about a half an hour, he heard a carriage approaching. He stopped his own carriage and waited. Soon he realized that it must be the bishop that was approaching. An elegant carriage drawn by three beautiful white horses, with an honor guard on horseback, flanking the carriage. The poor distraught father threw himself in the path of the approaching carriage, and he called out desperately, Illustrious bishop, your honor, please help a most unfortunate father. The bishop ordered the carriage to halt, and he listened to the father's tearful story. I don't know how the matter will end, said the bishop, but my advice for you is to wait near the gates of the Paritz's courtyard, and I will see what I can do. This the father quickly did. When the bishop arrived at the Paritz's palace, the old Paritz received the bishop in a very respectful manner, as befitting an honorable guest. He told the bishop what his own Galah had advised him, that by kidnapping the Jewish child, his reward would be a place in heaven. The bishop burst into laughter. Is that really what you believe? said the bishop. Then all the trouble you have gone to has been wasted. If you think that by merely sprinkling this Jewish child with a few drops of water, he will turn into a good Christian, you are mistaken. You don't know the Jews. They're so bound up with each other, it's next to impossible to tear them apart. The Poritz looked confused. The bishop continued, You see, my friend, this boy has been with you for the past few months. You've given him every possible attention, 
you've been kind to him, you've fed him good food, fine clothing, such as he at home has never experienced in his life. And you think that you've gained his love and his loyalty by it. But you take him outside in the street. You'll see, the first Jew that he sees, he will fly to that Jew as if it were his own father. The parrots could not believe what the bishop was saying, but together the parrots and the bishop took the boy down the long driveway and they went to the gate outside the palatial home of the parrots, where the boy's father was of course waiting. And sure enough, the minute the boy saw his own beloved father standing there, he tore himself away from the grasp of the parrots, and he ran, shouting, Tati, Tati! He threw himself into his father's waiting arms. The parrots lunged after the boy, but the bishop restrained him and said, Don't bother. You can see for yourself. The first Jew he saw, he regarded him as his own father. What use would such a boy be to you? The father did not lose a moment, but jumped into his carriage with his newly found son and set off at a gallop for home. After about an hour of travel, the father looked ahead and saw a carriage approaching accompanied by riders on horseback. The whole scene was an exact copy of the one he had seen earlier today when he first met the bishop on his way to the parrots. The same elegant, luxurious carriage, the same three white horses, and the same guards on either side. Another bishop? What was this all about? But the father was in no mood for puzzling over riddles. He had one thought and one thought only, which was to get home as fast as he could. Meanwhile, the bishop that he had just passed arrived at the home of the parrots. Parrots' guards informed him that the bishop had returned. The parrots greeted the bishop and said, Did you forget something, Holy Father? Did I forget something? You idiot! What do you mean? I forgot nothing. I'm late for your ceremony because my carriage broke down on the road. I had to wait until it would be repaired. But I'm here now. Bring out the boy, and let's get on with the ceremony of baptism. What? said the parrots. There's no ceremony. You yourself told me to have nothing more to do with the Jews. Come, father, you must be joking, making fun of me. You were here earlier today. Forget about the Jewish boy. Let's sit down together and eat and drink. The liquor is good, and the food is even better. Let's have a party. Meanwhile, the father and son drove towards their home. On their way, they stopped at the home of the saintly Udl, the daughter of the holy Balshemtov, to tell her the wonderful news that his son was safely back. She was delighted, but said to him, My friend, because of your carelessness, you gave my father a great deal of trouble. One has to guard a Jewish child like the apple of your eye that the child should not fall into foreign hands, because one cannot expect a miracle to occur every day. <laughs>